Hmm? <laughs> is this weird? Weird how? I don't know. I got to fix the light. Oh, my God. Okay, we're live. We can't do any, like, previews of this jazz. Is this volume working good? Yeah, looks good. Is that more gooder? I don't know. Who knows? All right. Hi. Oh, my gosh. We decided. This is my husband, Doug. What up? How are you? <laughs> so we decided that we were going to dedicate the next ooh and suck la la. No. Uh, so basically, if you're in a relationship with an addict or an alcoholic or otherwise narcissistic person, the holidays are in the next two weeks so that we can uh, dedicate some time to helping you get through this uh, difficult time. Now, do some work and prepare. Right. Because the holidays. the holidays are here. Um, so what that means is we have topics that we've prepared for you that we think will be super helpful for you as you're on this journey with an addict or an alcoholic. And these talks are prepared ahead of time for you, you know, to come with ideas of what we want to share with you. But that doesn't mean that we don't, we don't want to talk about what you want to talk about. We do. Okay. Hey, Cindy. So please, uh, ask your questions and, we, we will answer the questions at the end of the live stream. Also, this episode is brought to you by the Holiday Survival Bundle. Dun, 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 dun. Holiday Survival Toolkit. We need a fancy, uh, I don't know what for that, but you can find it over at HeidiRain.com. We believe we've put together for you a, a really comprehensive system for understanding addiction, navigating your loved one's addiction, giving you the boundaries, a boundary course, a hypnotherapy sessions, uh, guided meditations with emotional my husband, mastery. emotional mastery, and every question you could ever ask or wonder about addiction is inside of this bundle. And we've like taken 70% off so that we can make it doable for you over the holidays. So go ahead and snag that up while you can. But today we are going to talk about navigating blame. And you know, if you're in a relationship with an addict or an alcoholic, blame is the name of the game. All right. So we're going to talk about it from three different angles. What are you going to say, babe? Well, I was just going to say, yeah, I was going to blame is the name of the game. It is a game at times, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, well, it is. It's like, it's, but it's a crazy game. Yeah. You're on the crazy train, crazy yep. game. So what we've, what, how we're going to uh, walk through this is describing blame and, and maybe, uh, three different ways. So it's not so traditional, um, like in one area, because it's sneaky, this blame game. And it's really insidious how it comes in. And even though you think I'm not going to fall for it this time. All right. I've, I know all the tricks. I know all the manipulation, but you find yourself feeling guilty. And whenever you have a feeling of guilt, blame is at hand. And all that's happened is you've accepted it. So do you feel guilty? Do you walk around in your day thinking if I would have done that differently or this differently, or I shouldn't have done that, or I should have done this, that you could have changed the outcome of your loved ones uh, using, uh, you know, or a situation. So. And how often do you find yourself like going back through your head? Like what happened? What was said? And, and like, un just looking at and like reevaluating what, what just occurred. Yeah. If I could have said that differently, if I could have done that differently, I would have been able to control. I would have been able to stop that bad thing from happening. I would have been able to prevent this or that. And so we go down the rabbit hole. I know we do. So the first, but, but then there's another way that the blame creeps in and we can fall prey because we're lovers, right? You get into a relationship with an addict or an alcoholic. Why? Because you're a good person. 
not because you're a jerk, not because you're screwed up, not because any of that, but because you are a loving person. It's like you have a little beacon of light, this little radar system that alerts addicts, alcoholics, or otherwise narcissistic people, oh, this is a good egg. This is a kind person. This is potentially somebody who's going to put up with my stuff. This is potentially somebody who will help me through my stuff and fix me at the other end of that. And so now there's a whole thing about this that we could go down, but we're, we're just going to preface this by saying, look, you are in this because you're a good person and they know you're a good person. And so what you're doing, you're not doing maliciously or because you're blind. It's really because you're, you're a loving human being. And one of the things we do as a partner of an addict or an alcoholic is to look for the blame. Who's to blame here? I know inside of here, you're a really good person. I can see all your potential. I know everything that you, you know, all, all the different ways that you could be such an exceptional human. So who's, who's responsible for this problem? And when the addict or an alcoholic gets into their alcoholism and they get into that victim mentality, they want to blame everybody else. Now they want to blame trauma. They want to blame their, how their mom talked to them on the phone. They want to blame how you treated them last Tuesday. They want to blame how their boss is an idiot. They want to blame now blame the market, the economy, God. Yeah. Well, and, and they'll also go down their own rabbit hole blaming themselves. And that could be, well, not yet. We uh, don't, we don't do that. Yet. Yet. Oh, right. Yeah. So the, the, the stress, the, if you had only done this, that, or the other thing, and it's, um, it's really, it becomes insidious because it becomes a whole other rabbit hole for them to go down. And in fact, sometimes when people are under the influence, they want to go down the rabbit hole of the trauma with you and yeah. you as a spouse or a partner are inclined to be like, okay, well, and then what's the answer? They, they explain their trauma. They go down the rabbit hole. They want to blame their situation. Why I'm drinking alcohol is because X, Y, Z. And now you're like, oh my God, we've made headway. Awesome. Now, now we can do something about it. And the next step is you think they have broken the seal of like the epiphany on why they are with, why why they are the way they are. Finally, awareness. So now you're like, oh, great. Now we can be resolved. But the truth is awareness doesn't really solve anything. So the first thing you need to know, okay, when you're dealing with this is that when we blame other people or other circumstances for the addiction and you co-sign that as a spouse, you're right. Your mom was an idiot. She didn't treat you well. Yep. Your dad left. Yep. Your brother treated you poorly. Yep. You had that bad thing happen. You're kind of just like co-signing a reason to be the way it is. All right. And anytime you can justify, rationalize, or ex make sense of why they are the way they are, you're giving them almost like a free pass versus just de dealing with the real issue, which is the alcoholism or the addiction, because I can talk about my trauma and be drunk by five o'clock. Does anything get resolved? No. So here's a story that we want to share with you guys about two twin girls. So two twin girls, you might probably heard me say this before if you've been around for a while, but two twin girls grow up in a family that's super dysfunctional and twisted and weird. Okay. Dad's a raging alcoholic. Mom's mom's an abusive bipolar rager. Uh, it's hitting the fan all the time on a daily basis. And these kids are subjected to a lot of trauma They're They don't know from one minute to the next, what's going to happen. There's no security. There's no stability. They get beat. They get yelled at. They get hurt. You know, all the things that you can imagine. Okay. Dad's driving drunk. I mean, all the terrible things. Okay. 
And these two grow up to become young women. Now, on the one side, you have a woman who grows up and she becomes an alcoholic. She, she gets in abusive relationships. She doesn't love herself. She, she can't hold down a consistent, steady form of income. She um, is constantly in a self-sabotage loop. She's unhappy. She's depressed. She's miserable. And her sister, her twin sister, grows up and she becomes president of the PTA, uh, entrepreneur, uh, very wildly successful businesswoman, uh, married to her soulmate, having a beautiful relationship, just living the life of her dreams. And the crazy thing is when you ask these two little girls that are now grown women, hey, wow, looking at your life, you know, wh why did you turn out the way you turned out? And what answer will they both give you? If you grew up like I did. It's the way I grew up. All right. So one girl is going to say, well, I grew up, my dad was an alcoholic, so I'm an alcoholic. I witnessed terrible relationships, so I don't know how to have a healthy relationship. So I'm in bad relationships because that's what was modeled for me. And I can't take care of myself because nobody took care of me and I didn't know what to do and I didn't have anybody telling me. So that's why I'm here. And that's a legitimate story. You, you would believe that as a spouse or partner of an actual alcoholic and go, yeah, those bastards, they did you wrong and no wonder you're here. And then what happens is you start to develop a sense of toxic compassion and toxic compassion is empathy gone overboard. It's when you feel so much for a person's situation that you no longer hold their feet to the fire for change, but you stay in the blame cycle with them so that they rationalize and justify their continual use over time. All right. And then another fear shows up. It's like, well, I don't want to traumatize them more now. And you become like sucked into another level of drama that is like, again, because you're such a great person, you have a heart, you don't want to sort of re-go down that path. And then the other path is the other sister, the twin who grows up and she becomes, you know, the, the one that's like super high achiever, you know, really successful, firing on all cylinders. And you ask her why she turned out the way she turned out. She'll say the same thing. She'll say the way I grew up. But what she'll say is my dad was an alcoholic, so I don't drink. Uh, my mom was mean to me and hurt me and unstable. So I created the stability. I vowed I was never going to be like that with my kids. Uh, my, my parents, you know, uh, they didn't treat me well and never showed me how to take care of myself. So I had to learn, I had to figure it all out. And so, and so we can believe that story too, can't we? Which story is more true? The story of addiction or the story of achievement? Well, neither one's more true. What the reality is, is trauma doesn't create addiction. The coping mechanism to the trauma creates the addiction. And one coped with her trauma through addiction and one coped with her trauma through achievement and through success. And, and so I know a lot of people, look at a family of alcoholic, look at a family that is so dysfunctional and you can, you know, we all know them, right? We all, I was one of them. Now, you know me, so you know me, uh, a family that's super dysfunctional. You'll see not all kids took the same path. Not all people went down the same road. We've all, so what do you say to somebody when they say, you know, if I, if I'm calling out my partner and, 
and, and, and not calling him out, but we're going down the trauma road, memory lane. And, and he starts telling me about all the reasons. I'll give you a, maybe a no, a not good response and how you guys stay stuck in this loop as a couple. And then maybe a better response so that you can know how to handle this moving forward when they go down the pity pot and get, I don't want to sound like I don't have compassion. I do. I just know why they're in the situation they're in isn't because those bad things happened. It's because of how they manage those bad things that happened. Okay, when they reoccur in their minds. Well, and having compassion isn't buying their story. Well, it's it's buy it's I buy their story. I mean, well, and right. And okay, what else? So tell me, tell well, me why you're using and drinking and acting. Well, because I was beaten. My dad beat the crap out of me, and then he would he would just you know like not only like was he physically abusive, he's verbally abusive, and no one would come help me. And then I was just all alone. And then I just it didn't matter which way I turned. You know, it just kept happening. And uh, oh, so just... now I know, like, I'm listening to my husband. He's telling me the story. I'm like, why'd you drink last night? You were doing so good. And because... then all of a sudden you just, you blew it. Why did you do that? You promised me that you weren't going to drink anymore. You said that you weren't going to do it. Why did you do it? Because I was watching How... that movie and it just triggered me. What, tr I just, what triggered I just got you? All triggered. What? There was a movie about a father and son and they, oh. they had, uh, you know, like they, it was just, they, the father was beating the kid, reminded me of me getting beaten. And I, and I just, I, I freaked out and I, I had okay, to. Okay. Now see what happens here. That makes a little sense. All right. So me as a wife, if I, you know, I'm still trying to hang on and fix this scenario or fix my husband or whatever, I get a little shot of dopamine because I'm like, oh, he knows why he's drinking. Ding, 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 ding. Right. I'm like, oh, I get excited. A little shot of dopamine. I'm like, oh, we can go. To now I want to play therapist. I put on my therapist hat and I'm going to get in there and I'd be like, so so what else? So what happened when you saw, you know, that movie? Were you were you just feeling really upset? Yeah, I got all, you know, like hurt. I just really started seeing the images of and, and feeling the the beating. So I had to oh my like God. It just well, I next time out. can you just come to me? Like when that happens, why can't you just come to me and tell me? I mean, I love you. I'm here to support you. If you're feeling like you want to drink, you just have to tell me that so that yeah, I can I, help you. Yeah, and I can you do that next time? Because I didn't. I mean, maybe we shouldn't watch those movies. What movie was that on? What what channel was that on? Well, yeah. Was that a, when, was that HBO? Well, because I'm gonna, you know, what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna do. You can't stay in this acting role because it's too painful for you. You have to make fun of it. Okay, so. <laughs> But I, as the wife, and now I'm like, oh, you know what? I'm just going to delete that channel. We're never going to watch it. So I get sucked down the rabbit hole. And I'm and like. I think that that's going to help. And I think I'm helping. I'm like, oh, yeah, good. Let's talk about it. Like, yeah, tell me more. You know, listen, somebody gets into their trauma. You're re-traumatizing them, number one. Okay, we're not their therapist. And number two, you can't get clean and you can't get dry under a waterfall. So he's telling the trauma. And then now he's drinking. And then I say, why would you drink today? I guarantee you. Why'd you drink today? Well, because after I retry after talk, talking about it, I just went right through it again, and then I couldn't get out of my head. So now I'm the reason because I made him tell me about the trip. Do you see how you get sucked in? And it's easy to do. It is not your fault. Now look, here's another little commercial break. If you're feeling like this is textbook for you, oh my god, they, they have my number. I, I oh my god, just, I had this conversation last week. We know. Not just because, you know, we we had we've overcome this dynamic in our own relationship with me being the binge drinker, okay, and my husband being the fixer. So we always reverse the roles, but because we worked inside of a drug and alcohol treatment center for almost a decade, where we worked with thousands of clients on a daily basis and hundreds of their families. And we've learned their stories, what they say, how they manipulate, how they 
all of it so that we can bring it to you. And you can go get a holiday survival bundle right now over at HeidiRain.com. We put it together for you. Okay. Little intermission. So what's a better response? All right. When somebody starts to talk about, you know, first of all, asking an alcoholic, why did you drink is like asking, why is the sun bright? Okay. I don't need to know why you drank. You drank because you're an actively untreated alcoholic, not because it's raining, not because it's Tuesday, not because you lost your job, not because, not because your boss is an asshole, not because you saw a movie that triggered you. You're drinking because you're an untreated alcoholic, period. And if you can start to like, now I know you're going to be like, well, that sounds really cold and terrible. I'm going to say that. Just, just, just tell me, just, just tell me the thing again. I, first of all, I'm not even going to ask you why you drank last night. I'm not even going to go down the road. I, cause I don't need to go. If when I go, why did you drink last night? Why did you drink? It's like, because I want to be, I want him to let himself off the hook so I could take him off the hook too. I want him to know, do you know the reason that you drank? Can you give me a good enough reason? And if you give me a good enough reason, then I'll be able to just like forgive, you know, move on and 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 think for one minute that you're not going to do it again. That's really what you're doing. You're waiting for like him to say something that you go, oh, finally, it's fucker, you know, gets it. He's not going to do that again. He is going to do that again. Do you know how many times as a young girl, as a young woman in our relationship when I was like so young, you know, uh, <laughs> And he would be like, what's happening? I'd be like, well, I drink because, you know, I was traumatized and I didn't have anything else. You know, this is the only thing I had for me. And I would get into it. And he was such a lover. He'd, he'd sit and hold me as I would tell him the stories of being hurt as a little kid. And then next night I'd be drunk off my ass. You think you're making progress, but you're not. So once you know, A, stop asking somebody why they're drinking, they're drinking because they're an untreated alcoholic. Then when he comes to me with this story and I don't even ask, I'm just, I'm just eating my, you know what? I just went and got some orange chicken and I'm having my orange chicken and I'm, I'm kind of, I'm, I'm kind of squirrely because I know he, he went off the rails last night, but and you know, I know what? she knows. She knows. Okay. So he's going to attempt to like cut it off at the pass and like, you know, <sighs> give me, give me the whole thing. Oh man. So man, last night there was this movie. I got so triggered and like, it just started seeing visions of my dad started beating me. I started like feeling it. And like, I don't know. I even think like, well, started to show up just cause I started thinking about it. And, and, uh, oh, it was just, it was, it was a, it was a scene. It was a bad scene. I'm, I'm yeah. I, do you ever get like a weird piece of chicken? Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, I, yeah, I, I, understand, chicken, one I understand. Speaking of chicken, one time my dad threw chicken yes, at me. That must have been very difficult for you. And I understand that, you know, you that, that was hard for you. Um, I hear it. I know it's difficult. And the only answer is recovery and to get into treatment. And you're drinking because right, you're going down that road now. Yeah, I think the only th the treatment is the best option for you. You're not drinking because of the trauma. It's because you're an active alcoholic and you need treatment. And that's it. So when you're ready to go to treatment, let me know. No sympathy. Start yelling at you're, me. Well, oh, so now is that's where we're going down there? That path? Oh, so now you're going to make me drink now? You no, So you reach gonna, you're doing the exact same thing that my dad did. This conversation isn't okay with me because I refuse to let myself be, be held I, responsible well, for your addiction. Again. So I'm going to go uh, eat my chicken yeah. in the other room. Uh, well, you can take your chicken and I'll go take my chicken. I'll go. So you happy now? You happy? And scene. 
No, I'm just going to let you in there thinking about your behavior because you're a big jerk. (laughs) (laughs) All right, listen. Okay. I am not going to get sucked in. Okay. That I think that is the ninja skill that we all need. That is we, whenever, what we want to do. Okay. And I know so much of our programs and, and the work that we do is like, how do we get you? You remember in star Wars when, you know, they, they show Yoda, like, um, you know, meditating. Oh yeah. Okay. Could, what could be going on around Yoda? Oh, nothing. Everything. Like he don't care. He's like, oh, this you know, anything could be happening. He's like, he's like meditating. He's in his zone. And that's like you, we want you to be like the willow tree, which is like, you're rooted so firmly. Your roots are so deep and so strong that when somebody tries to blow you around, you don't get knocked around with the storm. You know, you're con- now listen, how many times can I do that? Get up, walk away, let him sit with his, l- let the last thing he tastes in his mouth be the last thing he said. And I just keep eating my chicken. Okay. How long do I want to continue to do that? There becomes a crossroads in your own recovery where you say now, and this is the process we walk people through is, can we first help them get it better? Because my number one, if I love my husband, I want him to be well, I want him to get the help that he needs, but asking him about his trauma and taking notes and putting little and and blocking channels of traumatic shit. And that is not going to do it. But what is going to do it is to say, you need treatment, honey. You need treatment, honey. When you're ready to go, I'm right here. I want to take you. I'm not willing to talk about anything else, but if you want to talk about going to treatment, I'm willing to help you. I already cut the, I say, this is, this is where I, this is the, what I'm willing to discuss with you around alcohol addiction or substance use disorder. It's when are we going, when are you going to treatment? Okay. Outside of that, I'm not available for discussion, but the crossroads comes for you. Once you try this method and we work together and you do this for a while and there's refusing treatment, then you are at this crossroads of what kind of life do you want to live? What life do you want to live? Because do I want to give you the ninja skills so that you can learn how to be inside of bullshit and be okay? No, that's how you grew up. No, I don't want to give you ninja skills so you know how to put up with someone's bullshit. I want to give you ninja skills so you can give their bullshit back to them long enough so they do something about it. And when they don't do something about it, you get your life back. Well, somebody needs to do a mic drop and amen. Hallelujah. I praise the Jesus up in here. Amen. Thank you. Holla. Ha- so yesterday we were at church and, and um, these people were getting baptized. These, and these are like serious stories, you know, they're in, just a little side note from that heavy thing. They're getting baptized. And my, our daughter is sitting there. She's going, slay, girl, slay. I'm like, I don't know if slay yeah, little, is the uh, right response to a baptism. But hey, to each his own. And she's going, <laughs> yeah, girly. Yeah, girly, slay, girl. So listen, remember this little talk today, okay, about blame. Um, when somebody says to you, I, you know, you drank, I drank because let me, let me show you how it's hard for you to like play the jerk. So let me, let me play the jerk. Okay. <laughs> I'm better at it. <laughs> okay. Uh, try to confront me in the morning about my drinking and let's just look, I'm buttoning up cause I'm getting freaking serious up in here. Okay. So I'm going to, you're going to confront me about my drinking in the morning and like, you're not okay with it. You're not happy mm-hmm. with it. You know, and it's like, you're my husband and you love me. You love me. You're a loving husband. 
You're not going to try to do the right thing and say, do all the magic. Look how cute you are. Do all the magic skills, but you can just, you know, do like what, like really like the fixer, right? Mm -hmm. Like what happened? Okay. So, um, so honey, and then you're not going to buy it at first. You're like, well, and then I'm going to, I'm going to go ham on you. Okay. So honey, what, um, what, what happened last night? I thought, uh, that you were working on. Well, I mean, I told you that I was working on I What I meant was that I just wasn't going to do any more hard liquor. All I had was wine last night. I, really? That that doesn't 100% make a whole lot of sense because doesn't it the outco- isn't the outcome is the outcome? I don't know how it could not make sense to you. I said that I wasn't going to do any more hard liquor and I didn't do that. And you're not congratulating me. And I feel like that's well, kind of fucked th- up because you, if you didn't notice, I didn't take any shots last night. I said I wasn't going to drink any hard liquor, and all I had last night was wine. But and you're not even you happy like, for me. You had all that the I, wine. Okay. All right. Great. I had all the wine. Okay. Were you measuring how much? Because now, if you're going to be on my back and breathing down my neck and like seeing what I'm well, doing, you're going to make me anxious. Me. And I drink because of my anxiety. And now you're bringing on a, like a panic attack. I can feel it bubbling up. Well, that's not my intent. Okay. Well, please then stop. Let it go. Like you're making me want to drink right now. Well, I, okay. I understand that's, but I don't understand is the alcohol's alcohol. I know you don't understand because you don't, you don't have this issue. You can't possibly understand. You don't know what's going on. So quit trying to like, tell me about it. I know what I'm doing. So you're just a lot of my friends tell me this is a good thing to do. I looked it up. It's fine. What wine is fine? No wine and like my my like benzos. I don't have a problem with those. I'm my Ativan and my Xanax. But and you were like, I had to roll you over. I was like, I okay, you know, about you. you know what? You know what? Now were, now you're like, over exaggerating. You now you're really starting to piss me off. You're you, really starting you to remember, piss me off now. You Do I what remember? Last night? <laughs> What's that supposed to mean? Like I forget. Oh, Do you I, remember what you said to me last week? Do you remember what you said to me last I'm week? I'm not sure. Oh, okay. Well, I, if you want to go down that lane, I got the I got the notes, honey. You I got the notes. notes. Yes, I did. Took notes on your ass and how you talk to me. Tell me. Well, that's weird. I too. mean, my lord in heaven, Jesus in a manger at Christmas. I'm exhausted. I'm exhausted. You know. And how do you feel? I drained, disconnected, lost. Um, stuck uh, especially if we've had this conversation before and how would it normally end if you're the really nice guy like these are the nice people how how would it end if you're if you're the nice guy just tell me what would you i i, I, I might just sort of give what would you up just and, say? Yeah, and not want yeah, to yeah. Like, tell us like, <laughs> and and because I, I obviously i don't want to trigger you and, and right. you're like you know drinking more and, and my goal is is to support you and not push you into drinking more so if, if i'm feeling like it's my fault then i'm going to so i'm going to say look you're already upsetting me so much i was not going to drink tonight but now i'm going to have to because you've already robbed me up so if you want it to be worse keep talking because I can drink more. I was only planning on the wine, but if you insist, then we're gonna push. You're gonna push my limits. We're gonna see well, if you push this. Well, clearly, better let me do it my way. I, well, I'm not really sure what to do here now, but okay. Um, I'm. I'm getting really upset with you. Maybe we need some space. Okay, I, I guess. All right, just please be careful. And the deflated, because what am I doing? I wear on you with that blame 
until you break down and you go, yep, it's me. It's like the cult. Mm -hmm. It's a cult. Addiction is like a cult. You know, Doug and I are a little, well, I am fascinated with like cult documentaries and serial killers and all kind of weird shit. But, you know, would, it's like a cult. I, I like brainwash you. Well, yeah, that's what, it, I mean, that's what it, it ends up being an abusive relationship. It is an abusive relationship. Addiction is an abusive relationship. Why? Because we know, we know narcissism is, is abusive. Right. Oh, I'm in narcissistic abuse recovery. I watch Dr. Romney, you know, I, or how we say her name. You know, I, I listen, I, I really know that that takes a toll. But do you know there's no greater form of narcissism than addiction while they're actively addicted? That addiction is a form of narcissistic abuse. And this is why we work so hard to shine the light, because what's the answer to why do most people stay in an abusive relationship? What's the answer? Most people stay in an abusive relationship because they don't know they're in one. They just think of the person like a complicated, complex trauma survivor that needs my help and I can fix them. So look, already- It becomes normal. It's the it's sort of the way to, to be. Uh, so the fish doesn't know it's in water. Let's look into some comments here. The vibe healer, girl, send me some right now. Girl, send it. Send me all the vibes. I had to- I'm getting a, I'm getting a, a, a message right now that I need to make an ex energy exchange. Girl, send me your site and I will book a little vibe heal check sesh. Okay. Even when they get, but you did send me a little, I could feel it. I could feel a little bit of that. Even when they get to rehab, they still carry the blame game story and it doesn't get better just because they decide to make a change. Blame game is so deeply embedded in addiction. It is. And the, the blame game is an addiction. The blame game is an addiction. That's right. And I think there's a thing called effective blame, which is putting responsibility in a place where it belongs in a healthy way, in a therapeutic way, in a, in a, in a, in a way that makes sense so that um, you can then say, well, like if I blame my childhood and I say, okay, well, what's my, where's the responsibility there? Oh, well, these are the patterns I'm still enacting because of childhood. And I can put the, I can effectively blame the situation, but the responsibility is still on me to heal it. I still have to heal it. But drinking and using drugs is not the reason. Trauma is not the reason. I could just as easily pick up tennis or be Oprah Winfrey. Okay. And now you do have some susceptibilities. Yes, you have some risk factors. I know. Well, but that's like, you know, if you're allergic to peanuts, you, you don't. You, right on. You, don't, you just you do what you need to do to take care of yourself when you have that understanding. This is the life I do not want to live. Thank you for validating that we don't have to live this life. Hell no, mama. No, Talila, you do not have to live this life. And that's the thing, because if you grew up in a weird dysfunctional dynamic, you got trained into believing you didn't have a choice. So you got a black belt in bullshit. You got, you got ninja skills and knowing how to take people's stuff and like deal in it. And then when you become an adult, we forget just because I'm really good at this doesn't mean I have to deal in it or because of my training is you stay. It's like you're a Navy SEAL of caca. Okay. Well, and, and, some, and you're like. Yeah. And somewhere along the lines, it's almost like we've been trained or taught that we're supposed to put up with it. That like If you love me, you would. Yeah. Like that's what being a good person is for better or for worse. You don't or, love me at my worst. You can't have me at my best. Uh, if you, oh, that's another one. So we can add that into manipulation yeah. tomorrow. We're going to be back tomorrow. We're going to be here every single day for the next two weeks during the week. Okay. High tolerance for dysfunction. Facts.
facts, facts, right on. All right. We love you guys. We're going to try to stay around 30 minutes or so every single day. If we go a little longer, that's cool too. Um, but tomorrow we're going to talk about addict manipulation and the, and the secretive ways you get manipulated. Now, again, third commercial for the, for the little live today. This has been brought to you by. This has been brought to you by the Holiday Survival Toolkit. It's over at HeidiRain.com. My husband's hypnotherapy is in there. His his mind magic. He is a little bit of Doctor Strange and Iron Man mixed in to one. And he helps get your subconscious reprogramming with uh, trance and hypnotherapy. I didn't mean to pick your nose. Um, and you'll have access to all the resources of understanding addiction, setting boundaries. It's like unheard of. 70% off right now. Go grab it. Get, go get it. Non, minimal investment, okay, for you to have some peace of mind. Start watching some videos right away. Um, you'll be here tomorrow. Great. I can't wait to see you then. I love you guys so much. And we'll see you tomorrow right back here at 2 o'clock Eastern. Uh, no, 1 o'clock tomorrow. 1 o'clock Eastern tomorrow. Yeah. Tomorrow's Tuesday. Yeah, I have the one o'clock tomorrow. Okay. We'll see you then and leave your comments. Take excellent care. Love you love so you. much. You got this. Okay. You can do this, but you need the tools. Commercial number four. Go get the tools. <laughs> <laughs> All right. See you, you later, guys. Bye.